about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. change this evening. Change all right? May not be all right when you hear it, but this is <laughs> No, it's nothing drastic, but <clears throat> I've made a housekeeping decision. Uh, I don't know how long I'll go this way, but we'll find out. So uh, I do have handouts this evening. I almost always have handouts. So I still have handouts. They're right in here. But I'm not going to pass them out right now like I usually do. I do have paper and pencils and clipboards up here if you need something to write on or write with. My idea is for you to be able to, you'll hear something, you'll catch something as we're ministering, as we're teaching, and it may be something specific for you. I suggest you just jot it down on that piece of paper. And you are going to have your handouts at the close of the service. We'll get them passed out to everybody. But my, my thinking, my point is to have you to be listening more maybe or, or going ahead and reading something and still make your notes and they can coincide with what's going to be on the paper. So that's one of the changes. And as far as I know right now, we're going to do that for all five sessions this month. So, <clears throat> so there's... Paper, pencils, and clipboards right up here. You're welcome to it. And uh, don't be afraid to come up here and get them if you need them. That's the whole purpose of them. <clears throat> so as I said, I will, I will pass the handouts. I'll have somebody assist me in passing out the handouts at the end of the thing. And everybody will get one. And sometimes uh, individuals will ask, well, can I have another handout for so-and-so? I'm going to do that different this time also. Whoever the so-and-so is, whoever's here this evening, you're going to have a handout if you want a handout. If anybody would ask you to get a handout or would like to have one or something, just tell them to come see me, and they will get a handout. They'll absolutely get a handout, but that's the whole purpose of the thing. I'd rather have them here, but if they can't be here, I'd rather have them have the handout also, especially if they'll spend some time looking at it and reading it. So they absolutely will get a handout, so all they have to do is come and ask me. <clears throat> uh, all right, I have a few more notes I want to run through here, and I actually have to read them so I don't forget them all. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to encourage you to not think of these five sessions as another class on Monday, on money. Could be on Monday also, but money's what we're talking about. Uh, we have had sessions in the past. And, and we will be talking about money and kingdom of God finances all throughout these five weeks. But I'm saying, have you think of it not as a class on money? It will be much more than that. What the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us is kingdom of God finances. And I would say this when the pastor handed me the mic Sunday morning to make a little announcement on what I was going to say, I really, I'd had no thoughts planned I certainly didn't have planned 
what I came out with, but praise God, I think it's the Holy Spirit give me the unction to do it. When I said, we're going to have kingdom of God finances, miracle money. And that's what we're going to see throughout the Bible. You see, there's really things in the Bible about miraculous things happening, having to do with finances and things like that. Many instances. And so that's what the Spirit of God wants us to begin to see, to change our mindset, to make way for that, to make room for that, to begin to believe that. The Bible speaks about expectation. And so that's what we're going to have as we go through and look at this. <clears throat> so anyhow, when he handed me the mic, I said, we're going to have Kingdom of God finances, and it's going to be about miracle money. And I had already been studying well before that anyhow, and that's some of the things I was seeing. So, <clears throat> All right. We must have an ear to hear, and we need to be obedient to our heart and spirit to receive new insight and revelation from the Word of God. Your body may not want to come for five weeks for five sessions. Well, I would suggest we all endure until the end then, to we saved. In other words, in order for us to grow in this area, we're going to have to hear the Word of God, and we're going to have to receive it. And so if the adversary tries to deter us from being here, you and I have to make the right decision or the right choice about it. So, Develop an expectation that God will do what he said. And we need to be banking on that and everything. Uh, the Bible tells us, you know, we can be saved in Jesus' name. Well, if somebody doesn't have any confidence or faith in that, they're probably not going to apply it. But it doesn't change the fact what God has promised and what he's provided us for. So we do need to develop, and not just in this subject, in the study we're going to be doing, but we need to develop an expectation that God's word is true. He's specifically bringing to us and is to encourage us, bless us in our lives. <clears throat> uh, and with that, I can move on to my sheet. Unless anybody has any questions about anything I just said and how we'll change things around a little. If not, we'll delve into it. The first scripture reference we're going to look at this evening is going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 6. Hebrews 4, 1 through 6. <clears throat> It says, let us therefore fear, lest a promise of being left to us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And again, you will have the study notes on the end. You will see these things pointed out on there. But the Bible's talking, that phrase right there, it did not profit some of them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. When we hear that word of God, we have to receive that word of God and 
the mixer in our lives, I might say, what would you guess the mixer might be? If we're supposed to mix something with faith, what do you think the mixer might be? Well, I'll give you a hint. Everyone in here has one. What's that? It's our mouth. The mouth is the mixer. We're mixing faith with what God's promise says to us. Now, you'll be mixing that in many very different ways, in different individuals or whatever. If you've ever done any baking or cooking, usually there's some mixing involved. Uh, you may have a box and it gives you some directions or whatever, but you still have to mix it. If you just try throwing everything in one bowl and don't mix it and don't put all the ingredients in, it's not going to taste like you expect it to taste. And so that's an area where we do some mixing because we want a better result. Well, as this verse here says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place, again, if they shall enter into my rest, Talking about rest, talking about rest, talking about rest. God wants you and I to be in rest. He does not want us to be in turmoil, does not want us to be upset. When the adversary comes along and tries to give us a hard time over something, our part is to mix, use the mixer, and cause the Word of God to flow in our lives and do not give the adversary any entrance. <clears throat> And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Verse 6. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Unbelief will certainly cause us not to enter into any of God's promises. And again, that's what the adversary will try to get us thinking about. Try to help us, you know, get us off the peace of God and the rest of God and uh, trying to change us and get us off. <clears throat> to whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. So our job, our choice is to believe God's word. We happen to be ministering on Kingdom God finances over these several weeks. We're going to see promises that have to do with that. We're going to see examples how it happened in individuals' lives. And so we have to make a choice that we're going to use our mouth and mix our faith with that Word of God promise so that we can see it come to pass. We're not going to allow for unbelief to be in our life. And guess who's the only one that can handle that or control that? You. 
I can't help but read your unbelief. You can't help read my unbelief if we should give it place in our lives. But the Holy Spirit can help us, and he absolutely will. He'll bring these references to our mind. So again, we can meditate on them and give them place. <clears throat> we are to believe what we say is going to come to pass. Believe the things that you say comes to pass. When you pray and you're asking God about this situation or that situation, maybe you need healing or something, whatever the case may be, we need to believe what we say is going to come to pass. And that can work like a two-way thing. Sometimes you and I may be saying some things we shouldn't be saying. Well, <clears throat> we don't want those things to come to pass. <clears throat> so we mix it with our faith. We mix the Word of God, the promise He's given us, to our faith. Meditating in the Word of God is transforming your soul. And that's what we're going to look into next, in meditation in the Word of God. So for that, we will go to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. Joshua chapter 1, and we'll specifically be looking at verse 8. Several things in there, but Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And I will we'll get down to verse eight. <clears throat> it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. According to that verse, who was going to make your way prosperous? It says therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. When we, again, agree with God's word, have confidence and faith in what he has said, have an expectation that he will bring it to pass. And we, we, we don't know everything right off, obviously. Even in this class we're going through this evening, we're not gonna, you won't know everything by the time you leave here this evening because you're going to have to get the mixer out. And you're going to have to mix some of these scriptures with faith when you look at these things and begin to give them place and entrance into your life. So we need to observe to do according to all that is written therein. Let me uh, give us a few references here. I'm not a few references, a few words. How about the word meditate, seeing it's important? <clears throat> meditate means to murmur in pleasure or anger, 
to ponder, to imagine. I found that word imagine through, in several scriptures, well, scriptures when we go through this. I found it very interesting because imagination, imagine, the root of that would be I-M-A-G-E, image. Way back in Genesis, didn't he say he made us in his image and likeness? He absolutely did. That's what he's desirous for you and I to be. He wants us to grasp a hold of that, to take and get a hold of it, to mix these promises and these words with faith in our being so they can come to pass and they can manifest so we can have a better prosperous life. Thou shalt meditate therein to ponder, to imagine, to meditate, and then this, in other sense, they call it to utter, to mutter, and to speak. Utter, mutter, and speak. Again, that's our confession. That's our mouth becoming involved again. In other words, not just reading something. It is absolutely good for us to read the Word of God. But we also want to get out of it what the intent of that is. So we get the mixer out and mix our words with God's words and allow it to come to pass. So thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Observe. Observe means to guide and to attend to, to be aware. It's like a watchman. <clears throat> so that we may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shall make thy way prosperous, and then thou shall have good success. Well, how about prosperous? Prosperous means, and again, these are several definitions in the Bible software that I'm using. They don't give you just one or two words. They link several together. It could be any of them, or how they tie together. <clears throat> to break out, to come mightily, to be good, to be profitable, to prosper. That's what that means. That's what that word means. When we, when we read it, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I wouldn't want bad success. Whatever that is, I'm not sure what that is. <clears throat> but he's talking about good success. For understanding, for wisdom, to guide wittingly. That's an idea of what good success would be. That's what God wants us to have. Your spirit can hear the word of God when it is spoken. However, your soul must agree with that word of God that you hear for it to profit you. In order for the word that you have heard, your spirit man is going to pick it up immediately. 
But our soul, excuse me, our soul must agree with that in order for it to proper you, to prosper you, to help us to gain what God is showing us. Your spirit, soul, and body being in agreement with the Word of God. That's what we are. We're a spirit, soul, and body being. We need to set ourselves in agreement, all parts of us in agreement with God's Word. You shall meditate. Here's a little thought about meditation. When we hear Pastor Tom preaching on Sunday mornings, I would suggest we should not just leave on our way home or something and say, oh, that was good. Well, you would be right in that part because it's always good for my opinion on it. But rather than just leave and say, well, that was good, you were just provided with... I was just provided with that. Did you hear that? I've got down there for a timer on the end. You know what I'll do? Let's throw caution in the wind and forget all the time. So if it gets to be close to midnight and I don't know the time, then you let me know, okay? So, <clears throat> All right. My point was, when we hear Pastor Tom preach on Sunday mornings and we realize that that's good and we're leaving and we're saying, well, that was good, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The point is this. We were just provided meditation material. Just because we sat in this room and heard the word go forth, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to assimilate all that right off. We need to be involved. And that's part of what I'm going to be suggesting to all of us as we come into this. We want God's promises about the finances and the kingdom of God specifically in our lives. And I don't blame you, I do as well. And so we need to go after it. We need to read the, word, read the Word of God, give it place and entrance into our life. Spend some time in meditation. That doesn't mean, you know, you have to, whatever they do, hold their fingers or thumbs or something and go, hmm, have a good thought or something. I'm not suggesting you have to do that. Our thoughts want to be on God's Word and specifically something that came to us in that meeting. When Pastor Tom many times was preaching something, something will come out to you. The reason it comes out to you is because that's what the Holy Spirit knows that you need. That's what he is trying to get across to us on that vein. And somebody else would have heard the same message that he preached, but then again, something else spoke to their part of their life because that's what they needed. That's what the Holy Spirit's all about. And so we need to spend some time meditating and give an entrance into our lives. <clears throat> okay, now let's go back. Uh, go back to the beginning. See what you think of there. What would the beginning book in the Bible be? Genesis. That would be Genesis. That's right. And the, well, I can't say it that way. You could have the answer. We'll go to the first chapter. Genesis 1, that's pretty much at the beginning. We're going to be in there several verses before the beginning because it's a longer chapter. But we're going to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and we're going to read from verses 26 to 31. Genesis 
Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. And God said, let us make man in our, what? Image. Image. Uh, The definition of that Hebrew word is figuratively an illusion, a resemblance, a representative figure, an image. We have, you don't see any on this thing right now because I just shut it off, but you probably have some images in your phone. We call them pictures. We took some pictures. It's an image, something we can look at afterwards. God said, let us make man in our image. Excuse me. And after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth in the earth. Do we get the message that God wants and intends for us, his plan and purpose for us, being on terra firma, planet earth, he wants us to have dominion over all these things. That's his desire and will for us. He's made it that way. And so then he gave us these words to encourage us to help us to see it's okay to go after it. And so let me ask you this. In our class together, you suppose he wants us to have dominion over finances? Absolutely. It's it's dough as in cash minion. No. Dominion. He didn't put it here. For just anybody and everybody. Now, there's plenty of anybody's and everybody's that go after it and get it sometime. But the point is, we are his children. We're made in his image and likeness. That's what it was put here for. And so we're the ones. But we need to be able to take it. Lambano. Take it and get a hold of these words. Mix our faith with them. And so that can come to pass. When I use that word, as I mentioned briefly there at the start... I had no intention of calling it miracle money until that second when it came out. But I'm telling you, that's what we're going to see through these classes. You're going to see example after example after example of miraculous provision. God is well able to do that and wants to do that. You cannot bankrupt God. I can tell you that right now. I say, well, I'll go buy a new house, new Cadillac, new country. Won't you buy 40 of each? And you won't even come close to it. You cannot. Who's going to bankrupt God? He put everything here. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them. You notice how God blessed? By saying. You know how we're going to bless? By saying. We're going to get blessed. We're going to get blessed. 
when we mix that word, take that word of God and put it in our mixer, utter, mutter, utter and mutter and speak, and cause that to become alive in our life, in our soul, in our spirit. <clears throat> Image and likeness God created them, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He's getting the message across, I would say. He wants us to have dominion. He made us in his image and likeness. And so that's what we, that's what we need to be working on. Let me, let me give you... Couple of those words. Uh, I should have had these out easy. We'll look at the word dominion. See, we've been talking about that. <clears throat> dominion in this this particular word, dominion here. Sometimes you'll find that a word could be dominion, and another place it could be dominion, but yet it's a different meaning. It's not the exact same word. It may be part of the root of that, or something like something like that. So anyhow, in this one, that's my screen up here. It means to tread down, to subjugate to have dominion, to prevail against, to reign over, to rule, and to overtake. That is what God thinks about dominion. And that's what we should be allowing in our life. <clears throat> Let me look up here. I want to see if my notes anything I want to bring up. I'll just read this section of notes on that I put down. We are made in God's image and likeness. We are to have dominion over this earth and everything in this earth. This is God's plan and purpose for us. Meaning he planned it that way and he purposed it that way for us, his children. We are to speak, say, and declare <clears throat> so the Holy Ghost can bring it to pass in us. Similar when we talk back in the verse or two above here, we was talking about the mixer. When we hear the word of God, we have to take and mix our faith with that so we can appropriate it, so it can be a part of us. Well, it's similar to here. Speak, say, and declare so the Holy Ghost can bring it to pass in us. Because when you, when you speak, say, and declare, you're using your mouth and your words, aren't you? Well, yes, you are. And our mouth is our mixer. And our words are very important. The Bible says in one place, death and life, you'll find those in the garage. Well, actually, it didn't say that, did it? It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that choose it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so we can choose death. Don't advise you to do that. But you can choose death. And guess what? That's what you'll reap. It's like planting a seed in that area. And, but you can also choose life. And that's what he's made for us. Okay. Biblical prosperity 
is God's will for every man and woman on planet Earth? I just put a comma right there. I'm not finished that statement. Because I would say what I just read. I'll read it again and I'll stop when I stopped in the same place. Biblical prosperity is God's will. There's no question about that in my mind. For every man and woman on planet Earth, let me put a little hyphen there. Now we're going to explain that a little bit more. For every man and woman on planet Earth that will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, then live their life in agreement with the Word of God. This allows the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them into all truth. And that's exactly what he will do. So God made this whole earth for all his creation. But there's many, and you and I were one of those many one day. We didn't really care a whole lot about what he was saying and thinking and doing. We were on our own road for whatever. Could have been a road to destruction. May have been in many of our lives if we didn't change right off. But anyhow, this was made for God's, those he made in his image and likeness, which is now you and I. And anybody else that wants to accept Jesus as their Savior and then allow the Holy Spirit to teach him, they, that will bring us into what God has provided for us. And again, you're not going to bankrupt God. I mean, there's a lot of people on this planet, are there not? China's got a large handful of them. In many other nations, we really have a small population compared to a lot of places. Now, we're a lot bigger in a lot of countries also, but at 300 and something million, that's not going to be cutting it too much when you start talking about India and China and the other ones who's in the billions. So much for that. We're not on that subject. <clears throat> All right. Now, let's go to the book of Matthew. We just were in Genesis, which was the first book in the Old Testament. Now we're going to go to the first book in the New Testament. It'll be Matthew chapter 11. He was saying, well, I hope he gets to the New Testament sometime. We will. Matthew 11 and verses 25 to 30. I don't think I told you that. There will be two key, several key words in this one. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 11, we'll start in verse 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. There's a large mouthful in those few lines right there. <clears throat> Specifically, uh, let me get my thing up here. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. He created it all. He rules over it all. Because thou hast hid these things from the wise. The word hid. What would you suggest the word hid would mean? What's that? 
keep out of sight. Okay, I can see how that would work. We're going to spend a minute on this, so you might as well venture an answer. What's that? Cap from, okay, yep. What was that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cap from, hid, not known. Uh, to con- Here's the definition of that word and the meaning. To conceal away. Conceal. I don't want you to see what I got in my paper right here yet, so. To conceal away, to keep secret, to hide. You don't know what I get under this little podium right here, do you, huh? You're wondering what I got in this bottle, seeing I keep going to it, but as far as I know, it's only H2O, so I'm thirsty this evening. Okay, to conceal away, to keep secret, to hide. And so that is conceal. I'm going to read the first part of the verse again. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid, which we've learned that means concealed, thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Revealed. Okay, come with your answers again. What do you think revealed might mean? And again, it is going to be different sometimes in the language translations and what the biblical meaning is. But it doesn't cost you anything this evening to be wrong. It's not really going to pay anything if you're right either, but that's all right. So, What was that? To show, he says, okay. To make known. What's that? To make known. It would, it would be part of that also. <clears throat> okay. And I guess I should have mentioned, I'm using the strong definitions if you've used the Bible. I've actually been reading out of the King James Version. I'll show. probably should have disclosed that. Uh, because... The King James Version gives us every word in there, and then you can look up the meaning of that word, and that's what this device helps do. Okay, so let me read something here. Let me get that off the screen for a minute. And has revealed them unto babes. The word revealed, I'm not going to make a chance of pronouncing it and be wrong anyhow. To take off the cover. You remember way back when, years ago? Well, because I'm not that old, but years and years ago, they used to have ads on TV. It used to be in the fall then when they're going to bring new cars out. And so they'd have a car on this stage platform or something, but it's all covered over with whatever, a big cloth or something like that. Well, here's your 1956 Ford, blam, 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 or whatever, and they pull that sheet off, and you now get to see what it looks like. It was just revealed to you. They were telling you how great it was going to be and all the colors were going to come in and all this, but now you've had a chance to see it. It was revealed to you. Well, that's what's going to happen here. To take off the cover, to disclose, to reveal. 
So interesting, in this one verse here, we got something being concealed and something being revealed. We want to work with the Spirit of God and the Word of God so they will reveal some things. And they absolutely will. That's what the Spirit of God did to say one place. He'll take the things of mine and reveal them unto you. You're talking about the Holy Ghost who's going to do that. That's exactly what he does for us. <clears throat> okay. Where is this one? That definition I just gave you came from the Strong's Concordance. Here's one that's maybe a little bit more wordy or descriptive, and it comes from Thayer's, just another study reference. To uncover, to lay open what has been veiled or covered up. Now before, they didn't see anything because it was concealed. But now this is to lay open what has been veiled or covered up, to disclose, to make bare to make known, to make manifest that which was unknown before. So that's what God's plan and purpose is for us. He's going to not conceal things from you and I. The world's not going to be able to understand it, but he's going to reveal things. And again, the Holy Spirit's going to take the things of his and reveal them unto us. And so that's exactly what we need God to do. Not only in these classes, in this session about kingdom of God finances, but many things and any things. He'll reveal things to us. He'll absolutely aid us. I tell you, he'll cause us, in preparation for these classes, I do a, a lot of reading, a lot of writing notes, and all kinds of stuff, because I want to know the material. I want to know the scriptures. And things will come out come up that I wasn't thinking about, but all of a sudden you're now in the vein, if you will, working with this, allowing the Spirit of God to give him a chance, and he'll just bring a thought up just like that. You go, hmm, I never see that one before. Well, that's what you think he did it for. Because <laughs> he wanted to reveal something to us. And that's what the whole kingdom of God is about. In, this, in our subject area, he wants us to be able to see, grasp a hold, how to put things together, how to get the mixer working with our tongue and our speech and our faith so that we can have an understanding because these things were put on this planet for you and I as his children. And he is not holding them back for us. He's not, take your hand off that thing. I didn't tell you you could take it. He's given it to us. But we have to lambano, take and get a hold of it. And we can do that. I suggest you, we will do that in this church. I don't know about other churches. I'm not putting other churches down, but I know we have a regular diet, so to speak, of the Word of God in this house. And we need to be able to apply that to our lives. In, in this area, as, as many others, he just got done teaching a whole series on healing and how we can appropriate that and look at the multitude of scriptures he used because there's that much that's in there. Well, in this subject area, I tell you what, we will see changes for the believers in this house before December ever hits. Before. Now, you realize before could be tomorrow morning. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Didn't say you had to wait till the 12th month and the 12th day. It could be tomorrow morning. There you go. Bring it on. Disclose it. <laughs> All right. 
Where are we at here? <clears throat> All right, let's go. Yeah, we'll move along. There are a couple more I want to touch on. Now we're going to go to, uh, but the key there was concealed to some, revealed to others. It's revealed to you and I. We're going to move on now to the book of Luke. You ever heard of Luke? Okay, gospel according to Luke. We're going to chapter 5, and you have certainly seen this one before, but it behoove us to look at it again. And we're, I said Luke chapter 5, we're going to go from verse 1 down through 11. And this is one of the ones I was talking about, didn't think of it a minute ago, but I was, when I was reading this and studying it several, several days ago now, I see something in there. Now, mind you, it's always been there. Nobody rewrote that King James thing that I was looking at for this class. But I saw something that I never saw in there before. And I'll let you know about it when we get there. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Denesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken Nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners. I sort of like that phrase. You see, he didn't have his iPhone with him. He forgot to take it in the boat when he took Jesus out there so he could teach the people. So he couldn't send them a text. It says he beckoned. Well, what do you suppose he's beckoning? Hey, I got off get the front off it. Come on, come on. <laughs> Whatever beckoned is in your mind, he's trying to tell them, get because he knows this load of fish. There's already so many that it broke the net, and so he wants them up here. I don't know what time frame it took them to get them up there, but they got up there. And they beckoned unto the partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. 
for he was astonished at all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which he had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. I think, I mean, Jesus was ministering the people on the lake. And at some point in time, he decided, a boat standing over there doing nothing. That'd be easier for me because we've touched on this a little bit sometimes before, but the voice is known to travel better over water, a voice box than the words we speak. So anyhow, that's one of the reasons. But now we get in the boat. He knew, I mean, all the stuff he knew, he knew what he was doing, let's put it that way. And so then he asked Peter. But you know what's interesting about that? This is one of the things I was talking about. Uh, let me find the verse. Okay, look at verses 2 and 3, if you would, please. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, washing their nets. Verse 3. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Now, if they're washing the nets, so they were out of the ship, washing the nets in the water, but what did this verse say Jesus did? Verse 3, And he entered into one of the ships. Did Simon tell him he could get in his boat? But he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. He knew, Jesus knew exactly what he was going to be doing in this situation. Well, how do you suppose he knew, or he could tell these people, not give them any false confidence, but let down your nets for a drought? Now, there's some people, I heard one individual say a while ago, no question that they caught a lot of fish, enough to break nets. But I heard one individual say, I don't know, but I mean, he's got his understanding. He may have something out of it. I'd never heard this thought before, I'll tell you that. He says, in my opinion, all those fish that broke the net and everything else, because remember Simon's words before, we toiled all night and caught nothing. Now, these people know how to fish. That's what they did for a living. But that night, they worked hard all night and didn't get a thing. So anyhow, what this individual said, and first time I ever heard this, he says, I don't think one of those fish come out of that lake. You say, what are you talking about? Where do you think he's going to get them? There was no fish market nearby. God get a hard time creating fish out someplace? So I don't know, just a thought. I didn't have the answer then when I heard it, and I don't have it right now, but I thought I'd share with you. But I could absolutely see he could do that. I mean, there may not have been any fish in there, but they may have been, wait a minute, those fish might have been concealed that night so that they couldn't see them. Said maybe. Okay, moving right along here. Uh, 
But anyhow, it was a miracle load of fish. And fish for their lives and their business represents moolah, money, dinero. That was their lifestyle. And so there's a financial miracle right there we was talking about, miracle money, so to speak. All right, we're going to end up with this one. <clears throat> we're going to go to the book of Hebrews. What in the world are we going to do in Hebrews? And we're going to go to the first chapter. And who wants to venture a guess where we're going? I'll give you a hint. Guess taking too long. <laughs> Last two verses. <clears throat> and this is another thing <clears throat> that's very important. <clears throat> I'm getting a miracle drink of water, I think, so... What we're going to look at right now won't be the last time we look at these in our sessions because we need to be transformed by the renewal of our minds and find out this is what God has put in our life on purpose and wants us to avail ourselves of it, to take it and get a hold of it. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all, talking about the angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That would be you. There is an innumerable company of angels. God made them for a purpose. This portion of the Bible is saying they're all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. That is you and I. And so, well, where are you going with this? I mean, we were talking about money a year ago. This guy's catching a boatload of fish or whatever. Now you want to jump off into angels. I think I might like to jump on the back and go for a ride. I don't know. But <clears throat> the point being, and there's, no, and there's more than one verse in the Bible, obviously, you'll understand, and we'll be looking at them. But angelic beings, they're sent to minister for us as heirs of salvation. If you don't ever give your angel an assignment, you can't be mad because you didn't get it done. But if we do, what was that thing again? Oh, yeah, the mixer, the mouth. Begin to use that mouth. Now, some of us might be thinking, I think he just went off the deep end. I mean, he, he went out with that. He broke with the net on that one. He's, he's flopping around in the water. No, I don't believe I am. And again, this is one session. We'll look at other verses. But I suggest to you God's plan and purposes. Those angels are for us. There's nothing they can't do. And as a while back when Tom was ministering, one angel, it'd be a tough dude, didn't he? One angel took care of 185,000 people in one night, and they were not a problem anymore. <clears throat> 
And so angels are powerful, but they don't just go doing what they want to do. But when we give them an assignment, and we'll obviously be looking more into this, that's when they can go and cause the money to come. You say, we'll cause the money to come? Well, what happened, what happened just a minute ago? They caused the fish to come because they told all night and they were not there. But all of a sudden, miraculous provision was made manifest. <clears throat> I suggest we use our mixer, which is our mouth, and mix the Word of God, utter, mutter, and speak it, and allow these things to become into us more so. That's the only way we will ever operate them. God's always had this for us. It's always been his plan and purpose. He always is a God of too much. There's never any lack. But he needs you and I to cooperate with him so that we're able to receive it. <clears throat> uh, in that Hebrews 1 and 13, uh, let me see if I can find that word real quick. But my notes tell me it's the idea of expectation in reference to the angels. We talked about expectation earlier about some things. We have to expect the Word of God to work for us in our lives, whatever the subject area is. It's finances, it's healing, any of the areas. But we have to develop an expectation. If we don't have any expectation, well then, what do you think we're going to get? Just what we expected, which was nothing because we didn't have any expectation. But God wants it, and this word is designed to give us encouragement, to give us expectation, so we're able to receive from God. And God provided angels for you and I. He didn't create them just fly around the planets, checking things out, thinking they're good. They may do that, I don't know but they were created to aid you and I. And we'll see angels in people's lives and in their affairs, how it operated for good. Okay, where's my... I shut that timepiece off, so okay. We're doing good. <clears throat> I have one minute. How much can I fit in one minute? So. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And don't give an answer that isn't true. You, or you think you need to make something up or whatever. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Take your note. Oh, see? Good thing. I almost messed up. Hopefully it's going to help me. Ben, would you help me also? That's the good stock again. <laughs> uh, Everybody gets one. And again, if you have a friend that may be interested in asking or whatever, just let them know. I do have, I can get these things. The printers don't stop. We can keep making these things. Uh. <laughs> it can be hard to get, them, to get them apart, that's for sure. So. I think it's because it's good paper. It is, yeah. That's what, that's what, that's, that's what Staples uses or whatever. So I go up to Staples and have them done. So, uh, so you can, uh, you're going to find these to be helpful. 
And because your references are still going to be on there, all that we use this evening, and also some of the notes that I created to use. But use the mixer. Begin to use your mouth and declare the Word of God and what, what it says in our lives. Everybody got one okay? Yes. Very good. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening for our time together. I thank you that the Holy Spirit was here and attended to us, that he took the things of yours and revealed them unto us. Father, we have an interest in your kingdom and in your word. And in this series in time, especially the kingdom of God finances and miraculous provision, we yield ourselves to your word. We ask you to open the eyes of our understanding. We have a desire to operate in your kingdom. And we give you entrance into our lives this evening. And we thank you for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on